So today we find ourselves in um, Colossians chapter one, uh, verse 15 through 18. Colossians chapter one on this um, Palm Sunday as we come together to celebrate the uh, entry, the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ um, on his Palm Sunday. And we do have palms for you all. Um, today we will be loosening some of our restrictions um, uh, that we have here um, as it pertains to the COVID restrictions. So we will let you all leave as, as you want to uh, as the service over. You won't be ushered out no more by the ushers. So thank God for that, that we are going to release some uh, restrictions that we have. But we find ourselves today in Colossians um, chapter 1, verse 15, as we celebrate um, and come and worship God for our um, Palm Sunday as we look at the victorious entry of Jesus Christ. We're in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 15. And it's Father God, in the name of Jesus, just be with us. Open our hearts. Use me, Lord God. I lean on you. I have nothing to share, but you have everything to give. Lord God, we ask that whoever come in here, Lord God, with any distractions, you move it. That we may not be sermon, um, we may not be sermon evaluators, but we be sermon applicators. That we take your word and apply it to our life that we may walk out different. Lord God, we here for you, not for show, not for form, not for a check mark, but to grow in you. So have your way and speak to our hearts. There's someone that's on the, under the sound of my voice, whether virtually or in person, who don't know you as a Lord and Savior. Lord God, introduce yourself. That they may grow in a relationship and not in religion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. It says, um, he uh, is the, Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, said, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are, um, that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And in him, it, I mean, and he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. As today, as we come together to look at Colossians chapter one on his Palm Sunday, verse 15, I wanna to preach to you from the topic or the subject, who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? You would think with all the churches that we have on every block and how we come together every Sunday and gather in the building of worship and how we have the internet that teaches so many things that in today's time, we still have to ask this question, who is Jesus Christ? Here in the book of Colossians, where Paul is the author, there were some false teachers that had crept into the church and started division because they were preaching a different doctrine. They were preaching and saying that Jesus Christ is not God. 
They came in the church and they diminished the, the deity of Jesus and his position. And they would say that, that, that Jesus Christ is, is created. He, he's not God. He, he, he don't have any rank. He, he's nobody. He's just like you and me. And in today's time, we have the same thing. I do a lot of witness when I go out and, and I meet a lot of people and I talk to people about Jesus Christ. And man, my wife was out the other day eating uh, in Alexandria and we was out eating brunch. And, and I asked a young lady about her religion and I asked her who was Jesus Christ. And she said, well, to me, he is. And she went to explain to her uh, with her idea, her preference, who Jesus Christ is. And I let her know that that is not Jesus Christ who was in the Bible. And we still living in a time right now where this question has to be answered. How can we have all this information? How can we have 66 books of the adulterated, um, unadulterated word of God and we still don't know who Jesus is? How can we say we have a relationship with him? How can we have churches that have thousands and thousands of people and we gather every Sunday to raise our hands and to sing songs about him and to shout hallelujah, but we still don't know who Jesus is. And here today, I want to present to you, I want to give you the identity, the true identity of Jesus Christ. And Paul here rebuttal these arguments. He come and he lets them know, let me introduce you to Jesus Christ. Because some of you all have been in church a long time, and I'm speaking of Colossae. Some of you have been around me, and you have heard me talk about Jesus. You have seen him move in people's life, but you still don't know who Jesus is. And it's interesting, because this is not the first time this question has been brought up. Because in the gospel, Jesus even asks, and John, he asks his disciples, who do they say I am? And they said, they think you are Elijah or, or a prophet. And he said, well, who do you think that I am? Jesus asked his disciples who've been walking with him and spending time with him over the three years of his ministry, who have seen him heal people and bring miracles and do these magnificent uh, 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 manifestations right before them. And they still question who was Jesus. And today I want to present to you, I want to present to you, I want to present this question to you, who is Jesus? And Paul lays it out for us. Paul lays it out. He says, he says, when we ask this question, who is Jesus? The first thing we see in verse 15a, he says, Jesus is God. Look, he says, he says, he says, Jesus is God. Look what he said. He said, he is the image of the invisible God. He said that, 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 that when you ask the question, who is Jesus? Paul says, let me tell you who Jesus is. He's God. He says, Jesus is, is, is God. He says that he is. And I like this because he started with he. So he is the subject in this chapter who's speaking of Jesus Christ. And he said he is. And is is always in the present tense. So he wasn't God and he will be God, but he's always God. And he said, he is the image of the invisible God. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting. Watch this. Because when we see the word image, we always think of something. We always think of a, a physical uh, specimen or some, some matter that is brought together to, to create a solid or liquid. So when we look at image, we always see a picture. So, Paul, what are you saying that he is the image of the invisible God, because I checked in my Bible and the scripture says in John that God is a spirit. So if God is a spirit, how can he have an image? 
So he's not talking about Jesus Christ. The physical is the image of God. What he's saying is Jesus Christ is the image of God because of his characteristics and his um, his characteristics and his deity. Watch this. This, is, I just, this may be too much. Hold on. Hold on. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. He said that he is the image. So when he's speaking of image, he's not speaking of the physical body like Philippians chapter 2 talk about of Jesus Christ. He's not talking about Jesus Christ's hands. He's not talking about his feet. He's not talking about his head. He's not talking about his physique. He's talking about his deity, his character riches, and his attributes. So when he says that he is the he is the image of the invisible God, what he said that he is the exact same thing as God. Watch this, watch this. But 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 he's the exact same thing as God. Jesus Christ is the exact same thing as God because the word image means exact. So he says, when, when you have Jesus Christ, he is the exact image of God in his characteristics, in his deity, and in his attributes. See, y'all get there in a minute. So what you mean? What you mean, Paul, that he is God? He is God. Jesus Christ had the same power that God's had. Watch this. Oh, that's some good stuff. Jesus Christ had the same healing that God has. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ had the same ability to speak to nothing and things come to existence just like God. Watch this. He, he has the ability to speak into your life. He has the ability to snatch you out of sin and give you a new heart that you may walk right before man and praise his name because he is God. So when he says that he is the image of the invisible God, he's talking about his deity, his characteristics, and his attributes. He says he's God. He says that he is the image of the invisible God. He said Jesus Christ is God. This word image, like I said, means the exact. He is not a prototype. He is not a replica of God. He's not a silhouette of God. He's not a symbol of God. He's God. Jesus Christ is God. And he should be homage and worshiped as God because he's God. I'll tell you, some people don't know that he is God. They think he's only the second one or the third one in the Trinity or the second one in the Trinity. No, he is God. And he should be worshiped just as God. He is God. He says, he says, he says here, who is Jesus? He's God. Then he tells us another thing. He tells us a second thing. He says that Jesus Christ is God, but how do we know that he is God? Because the Bible tells us. Look in John chapter 10. Look at John chapter 10. Look in John chapter 10. Because I see some of y'all still question that Jesus Christ is God. Look at John chapter 10, verse number 30. John chapter 10, verse 30, the Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 30, he says, look, I and my father are what? One. Then he come back in John chapter 14, verse 9. And in John chapter 14, verse 9, he says, Jesus said to them, to him, have I been with you all so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the father. And then we go back back to our verse, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. And Colossians chapter 1, verse 19 said, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. 
And he's speaking of him who is the subject, Jesus Christ. The Bible even tells us that Jesus is God. So I don't know where they get that Jesus is not God, but Jesus is God. Paul said, you're wrong. Jesus is God. So he said, who is Jesus? Who is just Jesus Christ? One, he's God. The second thing this verse tells us here is not only that Jesus is God. He answered the question, who is Jesus Christ? He tells us in verse 15b that Jesus is preeminent. Look what he says. He said that Jesus is preeminent. At the end of verse 15, he says that um, in the end of verse 15, he says the firstborn over all creation. He said Jesus Christ is the firstborn over all creation. Now, I got I to gotta help you understand and, and slow down here because a lot of religions preach that this is why Jesus Christ is not God, because he was born. Particularly the Jehovah Witness. They use the scripture to say, see, Jesus Christ was created. So he can't be God because he's created. But what happened is you don't understand the phrase that is being used here. So he says he's the firstborn over all creation. So this, this phrase firstborn can actually mean who was born chronologically. Okay, thank you, Mashan. I got that word right, chronologically, right? So that means the first one who was born. But we know that that is not true because the first one who was created was Adam and Eve. They were the first physical ones created, but God created angelic beings before them. So that, that doesn't mean that Jesus Christ was the first one born chronologically. Okay, so what it's saying is that Jesus Christ is preeminent because this word firstborn actually can mean one in rank, the highest in rank, the highest in position, which means preeminent. So what it's saying when it says that Jesus Christ is the firstborn of all creation, it says that he is the highest rank. He is the one who is preeminent. He is the one that has all things and hold all things together. So he says that who is Jesus Christ? He is the preeminent one. He is the one that, that have control over everything. He is the one that stood on nothing and made things exist under his feet. He is the one that had all power to do everything. Matter of fact, the scripture said he rose with all power in his hand, power that is beyond power. It says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. He says that he is the preeminence. Jesus Christ is the highest in rank. He is God. He is preeminent. This has nothing to do with physical creation. What he's saying was that you getting it mixed up that Jesus Christ is not created because he's self-existent, because he just stepped out of nowhere into nothing and created everything. Says he says he says that he's preeminent. He is the sustainer of everything. He is the highest in rank. He is the one that has everything under his thumb. He is the one that has all power. He is the preeminent one. This is who Jesus Christ is. So he answered this question. He said, Jesus Christ is God. He said, Jesus Christ is the preeminent one. And then he goes into verse 16. And verse 16, look at verse 16. It says, or by him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, 
whether thrones or, or, or dominions or principality or power, all things were created through him and for him. Not only is Jesus Christ God, not only is he preeminent, but he also said that Jesus Christ is the creator. Oh my God, he says that Jesus Christ, he says, look, by, by him, all things was created. He said, let me, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about this God, Jesus Christ. He said, in him, all things were created. But Paul says that y'all looking at me funny because it seemed like y'all don't believe that. But watch this. Paul didn't give a list of what he created because some of us forget about what Jesus has created. And he gives us a list. He says, look, Paul says that by him, all things were created that are in heaven and on earth. Paul says the things that's in heaven, and he's speaking of the atmosphere, of things that you can't even see, that your eyes can't even see, that a telescope can't even see, things that are invisible to you, which is the principalities and the, and the powers of the air and the dominions and the thrones that you can't even see. He says that he created them. Yeah, oh my God, it's, it's funny when scientists say, oh, we got a new planet. A new planet was just formed. No, it wasn't formed. You just seen it. It always been there. It's just, it's been there and you, God just revealed it to you because God ain't creating nothing new. It was already there. You just catching up with God. And matter of fact, we got a long, long way to catch up with God because Jesus is the creator of everything. He says he's the creator of the heavens. Watch this, because they said this is what the teaching was. This was the false teaching. They were saying that Jesus Christ wasn't higher than the angels. And Paul come and said, man, do you know he's the creator of everything? He's the creator of heaven. He's the creator of everything in heaven. All the stars he created, the sun he created, the moon he created, the cosmos he created, Jupiter he created, uh, all the planets he created, the Milky Way he created. And not only that, he created the things that are in heaven, the angelical beings he created. So he gives us a list, but he says not only that, he created everything on earth. He said he created everything on earth. And Genesis said when God showed up, he said, let there be light and light showed up. He spoke to nothing and things came to existence and God just started creating things out of nothing. That's how much power he is. And the scripture lets us know when we see that word God in Genesis, it means Elohim, which means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that Jesus was right there because he's God creating everything, everything that you see and everything you can't see Guess what? He created it. He created these things. He says he created those things in heaven and in earth. Everything was created by Jesus Christ. And look what he says. He created these things for him. Wow. Wow. Everything is created for him. That's why, Aiden, we shouldn't have a problem worshiping him. Because everything belonged to him. My, 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 that's some good stuff right there. That's why we shouldn't have no problem with lifting our hands because everything that we see belongs to him. That's why we shouldn't have no problem giving people a ride when they're trying to get to church or get to another place because that car don't belong to you. It belongs to him. Everything belongs to him. We shouldn't have no problem with helping people financially because the money don't belong to us. It belongs to him. Everything we have belongs to him because he created it for him self. Watch this, watch this. And I love Jesus. I love Jesus because look, 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 he don't even brag about it. Mm, watch this. 
Just think about this. Now, I had a chance to go to South Africa. And in South Africa, they had the Table Mountain. The Table Mountain, which is this huge mountain, and it's a tabletop. It's flat. I mean, it's, it's, it's miles and miles. It's just a flat mountain. It don't have peaks. It's just flat. And I'm sitting there looking at that mountain, and I'm saying, wow, look at God. But if I was the creator of that, when you get to the edge of the mountain, I will put my name on it. Like a painting. Put they, they put their name at the bottom. So you will know who created it. You will know who designed it. But God ain't like that. God don't need to pray. God says, because everything I have created, I don't need to put my name on stuff. All you need to do is go out and look up and no man can do what I can do. See, you can get a replica of that, but you can't get a replica of this. See, you can make a symbol of that, but you can't get a symbol of this. Because I'm the one that created everything and God don't even brag about it. Oh, my God, the scripture tells us that he owned a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm just trying to help you understand what God owned and everything was for his creation. Everything was for him that he created because he's God. So I said to Jesus, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? He's God. He's, he's preeminence. And he's also the creator of everything, of heaven and earth. And all of them was created for him. Then it's another question. Here's another question. Now I got it. I got it. Here's another question. Y'all know when you can't see, you got multiple glasses. I, I, hold on, hold on. Let me stop. I always say, why do people be buying all those glasses? And now I realize because you be losing them Jones like a mud. I be like, where my glasses at? And them Jones be right here. I'm like, dang. No, nah, no, nah, let me get back. Let me get back. <laughs> I'm just saying my wife tried to help me with the glasses, but I got my Two pay up <laughs> like all different colors, you know, whatever I'm wearing that day. I got the glasses, you know. Y'all know me. So look, so look, they 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 it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I can't see nothing. But anyway, he says the third thing, he says the fourth thing. Look, he says, Who is Jesus? He says that not only is he the creator, but Jesus is the sustainer. Look at this. He says in verse 17, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Now watch this, because this word consists is a powerful word. This word consists means to hold together or to bond together or keep upright. This word consists means to hold together, to bond together, or to keep upright. It said Jesus Christ is the sustainer because he is before all things and in him all things consist. He is the one that is sustaining things. Mm. He is the one that is sustaining the sun to stay in his position that the sun won't come a little bit too close to burn us up. Mm -mm -mm. He is the one that's sustaining the sun that the sun stay in its position, that the sun won't move away a little bit, move back a little bit to freeze us to death. 
I'm tired. Oh, that may be too deep for y'all. So let me get to your screen. He is the one that kept you when you lost your mother and you didn't think you was going to make it. He is the one who's consistent, who sustained and keep you together and bonded when you heard the news that I had cancer. But guess what? God is the one that kept you. Do I have any people in here have some witness that God is a sustainer, that God is the one that can hold you together and keep you? I know you're strong. I know you're doing your weightlifting and you're going to Zumba and all that. But guess what? You're not tough enough to handle the things that life throw at you. And the reason why you making it is because God has been your sustainer. The reason why you can hold your head up because he has been keeping you. Do I have any witness about the Lord and how he's been sustaining you? How you haven't lost your mind because he wouldn't keep you. Your marriage failed. Your job quit on you. Your house is in foreclosure but you still got your head up because God power God power is one keeping you and got you standing. Your weak knees may be shaking. Your feet may be weak but God says I hold you up with my right hand with the power because he is the one who sustains us he is the sustainer the only reason why we making it because he's holding us together he's keeping us together we have no strength within ourselves to make it through the pandemic but but if it wasn't for the Lord Oh, Lord, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, who have kept me, who have gave me footy, who have set my feet on solid ground, who gave me strength when I couldn't make it no more, who got my head up off the pillar, it was all God. It was him. He is the sustainer of everything. He's keeping everything together. He is the sustainer. Just imagine. Now, I know how to do fixer-uppers. I know how to build the little things. But after a couple of years, Deacon Dixon, like your fence, it falls down. My bad, Deacon Dixon, I'm sorry. But I, it just came to me. That was a tweet from God. That was a tweet from me. It falls down, Deacon Dixon. And my wife said, I thought you fixed that. You know what I'm saying? But God is the one that once he fixes it, it ain't going to go back broke. Once he fixes it, it ain't going to break down no more. He's the one that fixed it for eternity. He's the one that fixed your heart when it's broke. He's the one that fixed your mind. He's a mind regulator. When your mind is thinking all these things and you can't make it, he is the one that fixed it for eternity. He is a sustainer. Anybody know him as a sustainer? He has sustained you through this. He has sustained you through that. I remember you used to cry about this, but now you laugh at it because he has sustained you. You think you didn't make what you going to make it out of that divorce, but he sustained you. You didn't think you was going to be off drugs this long, but he sustained you. You didn't think you was going to be faithful to your wife this long, but he has sustained you. You didn't think your children was going to make it, but he has sustained them. I'm just letting you know that God is a sustainer. Stater, that Jesus Christ is the one that holds all things together. He holds everything together. He holds everything together. Say that he's who is Jesus Christ. He's a sustainer. He's a sustainer. And the last thing about your way, because we got about 10 minutes. You know, we get out here on time. One hour service. So look, he says, he says, here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. He says that who is this Jesus Christ? He says that Jesus is the head of the church. 
Look in verse 18. Oh, I knew my leaders were going to get quiet on that one. I thought they, they, ain't, they ain't shout on that one. He is the head of the church. Look what he said. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. He may have preeminence. He says that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. He says that he is the head of the church, which is the ecclesia, which means the cold. The ones who are believers in Jesus Christ, the one who has professed their faith in Jesus Christ, he is the head of us. Watch this. It does not say that the pastor is the head. It does not say the deacons is the head. It does not say the trustees is the head. It said that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Now, I had to ask the question, Jesus, how did you get to be the head of the church? Jesus Christ says in Corinthians chapter 6, because I purchased the church. Oh, my God. Let's go there. Jesus Christ said, because I laid my life down for the church. Jesus Christ said, when the church had nothing to give, I came and I came through and died on the cross that I may shed my blood for those who are lost, that they may come to a saving knowledge of me. Jesus Christ said, I came that my body may be broken and bruised, that I may be cursed out, that I may be treated bad and put on a cross because of you Jesus Christ said I purchased the church and he did it with his blood says this is why he's the head of the church this is why he is the head of the church Jesus is the head of the church because he purchased every soul of the church he gave his life as a ransom for you and I that we may experience eternal life. He the one who came and died on the cross. The scripture tells us that he was beat so bad that he was mutilated, that his meat was like hamburger. It wasn't that nice little pretty picture you, you used to have on your, your mother used to have hanging up in the, in the, in the dining room with the little trickle of blood. And, and y'all know that was a, a, a model who was painted like that, right? I forgot his name, but it wasn't that. No, no, it looked like hamburger meat. That Jesus looked, he was unrecognizable, and he did it for you and did it for me, that the church may be hit. Our sins. He died for us on the cross for our sins. Test and test. Cross for our sins. The sound people, y'all gotta wake up back then. Were y'all shopping at Macy's or something? I was, I was at the good point right there. Boy, that mess of sermon up, wasn't it? What's up? I'm sorry, y'all know me. I'm every. But Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. This is why he is the head of the church. And today, I just wanted to introduce to you, who is Jesus Christ? Colossians chapter one, verse 15 through 18, identify who Jesus Christ is. 
So we don't have to question no more. We don't have to make up no stuff. When people ask you, who is Jesus Christ? You take them right to Colossians chapter one, verse 15 through 18. Let me let you know who Jesus Christ is because he is the one that died for every single one of us. Don't matter who you are, don't matter who you are, he died for you to have eternal life. As you rest on your feet, as you rest on your feet, This is a great opportunity as you rest on your feet. I don't know where you are in your life, where you are in your spiritual life, whether you're online or you're in person. Whether you're online or you're in person, Jesus Christ came and he died for you. John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world, he loved you so much that God bankrupt heaven to come down to die for you. That you may experience this eternal life that he has for you. Some of y'all may be questioning, why would God send people to hell? No, he make an opportunity that you won't go. And he came to give his son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrificial lamb. The one to be slain on the cross, to shed his blood that you may have life. And that life come only through Jesus Christ. It's clear. He says it like this. Jesus give his own personal testimony. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. Romans says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. Salvation is only through Jesus Christ and is open to everyone who wants to receive it. And today, is there anyone? Is there anyone, if you in person or you online, do you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is there anyone today? Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Is there anyone today? Anyone today that want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is there anyone today? Is there anyone today that want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Maybe you online and you can put it in the chat. We have people all over watching. We have people watching YouTube, Facebook, uh, our website, all, all the, all the uh, virtual sites. We have people watching. You can go to our, our website at clintonbaptistchurch.org and sign a connection card and we'll call you back today. Or you can text us at 301-653-6219. Just let us know you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. He has died for you. He has died for you. He has died that you can have eternal life, that you can escape the eternal fire of damnation. My God, he did it all for you. He did it for you. He didn't do it for himself because he's already God. He did it for you. For you. And today is a great day. Today is a great day to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Is there any? 